0: bars are closed aren't any shows where can we go
1: people
2: at home gotta stay close there's no other answer
0: apocalyptic peanut butter can't afford nothing better
2: Greetings, pandemic pals, and welcome to Apocalyptic Peanut Butter, the only doomsday podcast that sticks to the roof of your mouth. I am your proactive, radioactive, hyperactive co-host, Nick the Saucy One Cat broadcasting to you from the land of meth and honey, Caraville, Tennessee. And in the background, pushing all of the important buttons from her hermetically sealed bubble in the next room, singer, actor, and creator of magical resin jewelry, our marvelous producer d yep,
0: yep
3: we are
2: on air once again and i have a feeling we are going to be on air a lot in the coming days and weeks
0: i mean there's not much else to do anymore well no there, there's lots to do um but not leaving the house is it sounds like it's coming for us too mm-hmm. really
2: does can i also say that COVID 19 sounds a hell of a lot more menacing than the coronavirus the coronavirus almost sounds festive right yeah like whoa, did you hear everyone's getting the coronavirus <moil screaming> Cor- well, say, yeah yeah exactly coronavirus <laughs> but when you hear covid19 it sounds like something out of a fucking contain like contingent film or mm-hmm. apocalyptic type film
0: or like aliens or yeah
2: for real so that is a much more menacing name i feel like all right so let me tell everybody what's going on today we were planning on just kind of sporadically doing these when we could but also having a little bit of a format and scheduling them out so we could get different guests mostly like musicians and comedians and authorities on the subject who've been affected affected not infected but Today, I was scrolling through Facebook and I've seen so much like panic, fear, confusion is a, a big one, anxiety over this. I said, you know what? Let me just open up the phone lines, do an open format with any friends who want to call in from across the spectrum, and let's just talk. And maybe, you know, I feel like when you talk, even if it doesn't make things better, it makes people feel a little bit better, right?
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
2: So I thought that's what we would do today. And- Before we get our first caller in here, I'm not even going to call him guest today. We'll just say caller. Let me give you our totally fucked update for today because I read something from a friend, and I didn't verify this, but this is from someone I trust, who said that coronavirus in America, just in America, the numbers of cases are doubling every 2.6 days. So at this rate, in two weeks, we'll have 150,000 cases. And in three weeks, we'll have something like 1.8 million cases.
0: Uh, that, that seems on par with what I've been reading, actually. Yeah.
2: And the stats that I'm looking at says America's in terrible shape. We've gone from 15 to the third amount of cases in the world. And we have more deaths right now than people recovering from this, which is what yeah. Italy looked like about two weeks ago.
0: Almost twice as many.
2: Mm-hmm. We're almost on the exact same trajectory Italy was on two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's pretty scary.
2: The only thing I think we have working in our benefit, as opposed to a smaller country like Italy, is they have 886 cases per million people, and mm-hmm. we only have 92 cases per million people.
0: But we're we've also started social distancing, and that went really, really fast. As now you have some places that are in mandatory self self shelter or shelter in place, and they're um. There was a letter actually sent from hundreds of doctors around the state to the governor of Tennessee, where we live, um, begging him to institute a mandatory shelter in place for all of us. So I fully expect that to be coming in the next couple of days.
2: Yeah, and when Venny gets in here, um, because he's a libertarian, he's ran for libertarian governor of Tennessee. He's Mm kind of like the, the libertarian of funk. When he gets in here, I really want to talk to him about how libertarians see mandatory shutdowns, mandatory closings of businesses, mandatory um, quarantines of the people, the populace, having troops on the street, kind of ensuring our safety, how his libertarian values, as opposed to just overall public good and safety, kind of bunt up against that. Yeah. Yep, I'll be curious could. to see what he says all right mm-hmm. let me give you these numbers real quick and right now as I said the USA is running at third most cases at 30,291 we've had 6,000 new cases in the last 24 hours 86 new deaths this is spread across many states but I think over half of those are in New York state and we have 388 deaths 180 or 178 excuse me recoveries that leaves twenty nine thousand seven hundred and twenty five active cases. Seven hundred eight of those are in serious condition. and worldwide right now we're looking at three hundred almost three hundred and twenty five thousand cases, almost fourteen thousand deaths, ninety six thousand recovered. That is already a huge jump from when we were on air um, two days ago and it was under two under three hundred thousand cases worldwide.
0: yeah, it's uh, it's growing pretty quick.
2: And I think we're at eleven thousand deaths two days ago when we we're on air and now we're at almost fourteen thousand. So scary stuff, man, but it's good. I mean, I've been fighting the urge for my O C D to make me obsessively refresh this tracker every hour.
0: Oh my god, I know. <laughs> like this is for real. I've I've totally almost done that. Like and I check it every morning. It's one of the first things I look at when I turn my when I turn my phone on.
2: Right yeah, nothing more unsettling came. than like you're having your morning coffee and seeing 20 uh, fucking pandemic panic posts mm-hmm. all over Facebook that we're all going to die wedged in between adorable well, we cat pictures. Well, know there's pictures. two in our
0: county now. There was just this one. What? There's two now in oh, our county.
2: Right, right. And we're in a very small county. We yeah, but it is rocks. odd to scroll through and see all these horrible pandemic posts and then an adorable cat pic. And in twenty <laughs> horrible pandemic posts, mm-hmm. and then an Amazon ad comes across for toilet paper at like sixteen dollars a roll.
0: Well, I mean, people are trying to have the the cute cat pics as much as possible because if we just sit and think about it all day, all night, we're not going to get anything done. We're going to be miserable. We're, it, we're going to be, be paralyzed
2: terrible. by fear, and it's going to make exactly.
0: It work. So we have to try to bring as much levity as we can all the time, and yeah, it's hard. And-
2: and we're in a precarious situation as being someone who's out there in the public of keeping it light and topical. That way it doesn't have to be a total downer and a total drag, but also getting serious information out there and not looking like we're downplaying the seriousness of this or marginalizing the people who have died or been affected by loved ones who have died from this. And it's a tough needle to thread sometimes.
0: Yeah, it totally is. It's, it's a very – it's a razor-thin line. And um, we have to try to stay on there as much as possible. But I have noticed um, not just us, but a lot of other performers and um, TV personalities. They're being very open and very candid and being honest with you. And, you know, like Bill Maher last week was like, here is the audience. It is only staff Pan around and show everybody, you know, I'm going to talk to you guys over here. That's not the main camera because you're the only people here. And I have to talk to you to tell my jokes right.
2: Yeah, it's a tough time to write jokes for sure. All right, our first caller today is an actor, musician, wrestler, ghost hunter, and dispatcher of constitutional wisdom. From right here in Tennessee, our pandemic pal, the libertarian of funk, Vinny Vineyard. What is up, my friend? Oh, man, you know me. I'm just uh, cleaning out the house and
4: uh, playing Animal Crossing and, you know, trying to stay sane, you know, how we do.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised. I've seen a lot of Animal Crossing um, posts this week among <laughs> all the pen, uh, pandemic stuff. It's like pandemic, pandemic, we're all going to fucking die. Conspiracy theory, we're all going to die. Animal Crossing, pandemic, pandemic, yeah. we're all going to fucking die. Conspiracy theory, Animal Crossing. That's been my life for the last 48 hours.
4: Yeah, it's my, uh, my daughter and wife are really playing it, but it it um, it is a nice, it's a good distraction right now for a lot of people i'm, I'm sure that as a nintendo switch that uh, you got a fat raccoon that drinks beer telling you to go do things for him it's kind of there's like the if you look at the story of what animal crossing is and you turned it into a if you turned it into a movie it would be like a horror movie i mean you're going to a remote island you got a guy that you don't know telling you to you know, do these favors for him, and he'll make sure that you're all right and you're you're well fed, and and you're kind of trapped in this island. It, it's really a kind of a it's kind of dark. Hey,
2: you you know? you've got I some like gems in Hollywood. I think this this smells like a live action horror film by Funkmaster <laughs> Productions. You know, it's funny with the
4: Fantasy Island thing that they're turning that into a horror movie. I I did think it would be kind of funny if they should start doing those like Gilligan's Island and My Dream of Genie and take these old, kitsch, cheesy uh, sitcoms from the 50s, 60s, and 70s and turn them into horror movies, I think that would be trick pretty... Love Boat, good grief, you know?
2: Oh, especially right be... now, coronavirus boat.
4: That's right, cruise boat, love cruise, you know, I don't know, love boat. That's cruise. You know, everybody's having a zombie uh, fit on the, the cruise ship.
2: That is fucking brilliant, and I always said, dude, if Gilligan's Island was real life, Gilligan would have been dead like the third time he fucked up the rescue. <laughs> that guy would have been drowned in a fucking lagoon
4: well yeah there would be murder
2: all right so let me get to the meat of this because this is why i wanted to have you on in particular we're at a stage in society where there are full-on lockdowns where businesses are being told non-essential businesses they can't open people are getting very apprehensive for different reasons ironically by seeing troops on the street um, we're seeing governors put places into full quarantine. We're hearing a lot of behind the scenes with Trump's people about wanting to suspend constitutional liberties. As a libertarian, and I consider you one of the few true libertarians left, because I see a lot of libertarians now totally buying into this Trump movement. As a libertarian, how do you balance the public good and public safety against the government kind of saying we're going to go into a situation where we're going to be dictating much of your lives for the unforeseeable future well
4: here is why i am a libertarian more than any other reason is because i don't believe that the government uh, is ever very effective very efficient and does a good job and they're never honest get him out of here or something and yeah, dogs uh we got a zombie trying to get in the front door, I think. Um, But I I don't think the government's very good at what it tries to do. And that's why I'm against the death penalty, you know, because I don't trust our justice system to actually fry the right guy. And uh, that's why I'm totally against it, you know. And so it comes down the pike. So we're in unprecedented waters at the moment where – uh, you know, nobody ever saw this is stuff of movies, you know, and I think everybody's doing a decent job trying to stay calm. Uh, and, but it's starting, I think, weirdly enough, some of the stuff's starting to, eh, I don't want to be alarmist, but I think some of it's starting to unravel a little bit. Um And I think in the next week, I posted something on Facebook about a week ago or a couple days ago. I see these days are all <laughs> bleeding together, but I posted, That I think we're about to start seeing some really weird shit play out on social media, and I took it down because I didn't want to contribute to hysteria, really. Right. But I do think I do think things are about to get really funky. And I'm one of the most laid back people you'll ever meet. In fact, as a libertarian, I'm not somebody. A lot of people who are libertarians are henny penny the sky is falling, and they're always worried about you know government trying. Sometimes they sound ridiculous, and uh, because they're worried about things that normal people don't worry about on a day-to-day basis. But history always shows that things don't stay cool forever. Things have been cool here and getting better and for a long time. So people forget, you know, and we start to fall apart and we get into, you know, we get on Facebook where we argue, well did Trump call it, the Chinese virus? Is that racist? I mean, we're at that, we're at that point where these things don't really matter. We all know he's a dirtbag. But why are we spending time and thought energy on this? And so
2: it's because we've had. Well, let so me so interject long. here because I have friends in the Asian community and they say that this type of rhetoric actually does affect and endanger them that they've seen attitudes towards their community change since this whole coronavirus thing has started and a great much of that can be contributed to trump and kind of the alt-right bloggers out there saying that everything from they're the cause they're the complete cause it is to its purse like they did it on purpose to this is a conspiracy for china to destroy us because trump's so good at tariff negotiations
4: well this that all goes to uh a bigger problem I mean calling something a Chinese virus who cares it came from China I mean that's tech and it's not racism because it's a it's a it's a country it's not a race now the fact that the problem is you've got people getting angry why would anybody ever get mad at an Asian American over that I mean they're they're us we are Americans you know no matter black white Asian whatever So the problem is just uh, the lack of education and uh, ignorance, which that is the problem. There was a a comic saying Trump is not the problem. The problem is mass ignorance. I mean, in this quasi-shutdown we've all been to, how many of us have actually read a book? We've probably sat there and burned up through everything on Netflix. We've probably played video games till our fingers got a blister. How many of us took this opportunity to actually sit down and go, I want to knock out a couple of these books I've been wanting to read? I that's
2: would dare a great say point. very few. I I
4: would, de- I would dare say very few and I, I I think that's the problem. We we aren't educating ourselves and that's what I guess my point was is you know good times, you know hard times make good men, good men make good times, good times make soft men and soft men make soft times and I think we're in this soft times Moment, we're going to have a lot of people who don't know how to do anything practical, cook, uh, whatever. You know, there's going to be some people in trouble here if they can't get takeout from Ruby Coos days or whatever. Uh, the, you're going to have people who can't fix cars, who can't, you know, something's going to go wrong with the plumbing in the house, and they won't know how to fix it. You're gonna have a lot of problems because you have a lot of people who are like I don't want I don't feel like doing this I don't feel like doing that. So anyway, we spend our time worried about that's I guess and that's my point too. So your Asian friends are like look we're being targeted people are you know blaming us. Okay, well they shouldn't be bothered by it because we shouldn't be ignorant enough to realize that Asian Americans or Asians anywhere. Really have anything to do with it? This is something that the, the government, again, going back to that did over in China, uh, or something cr- you know, something crazy went sideways and they didn't contain it properly. Um,
2: but so, can I say something real quick because I want to get back to this ignorant thing? This isn't an age of that we've seen all throughout American history, at least of people just being indifferent or apathetic to higher learning or to critical thinking. We live in an age where people are actually like, I'm going to rebel. And show how woke I am by purposely being ignorant, by being willfully ignorant. I'm going to rebel against the elite by seeing how much misinformation, how stupid I can be. And I'll give you an example. And I know this isn't a bot because it's my friend's uncle. Um, I, I had put something up about you know, if you're out there trying to disprove the coronavirus is, a, is real – trying to say it's a hoax or trying to prove the severity of it, that the media exaggerated it by going out and trying to infect people. That's like trying to smother your own fucking grandmother in her sleep to prove ghosts don't exist. It's an insane way to go about it. So my friend shared it and his uncle came on and they started talking and he's throwing this big gathering to prove coronavirus, to stick a thumb in the eye of the elites. He's going to throw this big gathering and him and his friends are going to laugh and own the liberals and I said something about it, and I was like, dude, you don't understand how real this is, how serious this is. And I, this is his reply, I screenshot, and then posted it the other day. You don't know your ass from your elbow, punk. Please come join our um, gathering, you wimp. Afraid you might catch something? Yes, asshole, I am. That's the whole fucking point. And you should be afraid, too, as you are an upper middle-aged man who probably is not in great health looking at your pictures and posts, who is more <laughs> at risk than I am. But they celebrate, they revel in their ignorance. And I don't know how we get over that hurdle when ignorance is seen as fashionable now in some circles. Well, I, when did, you know, and this is just, a, this is a, we're, we're breeding
4: it into this. There's just always so much to talk about. I mean, we're breeding this into our children, too, because we live down south now, you know. And same thing with my daughter going to her school. I actually had a meeting with one of her principals before all this craziness happened a few weeks ago. But there is no debate team. There's no French club. There's no performing drama club. There's no art club. There's no, goddamn, if you can throw a football 45 yards, you know, they're going to put giant plaques on the wall. So we're, what is the school doing? I mean, I get it. I love sports. I I participate in sports. In, In a way, I'm still, an athlete because I'm still a pro wrestler, but I can be the first to tell you that athleticism is the first thing. It's the most worthless virtue of of youth uh, that you can celebrate. What you should celebrate is intelligence, adaptability. You know, when you have a young mind, you can learn more and getting people to uh, try different things. You know, I'm not saying abolish football teams or basketball or wrestling or whatever, but let's put, more stock into celebrating intellect and people who are intelligent have always been, you know, when the guy sit there, you know, if an old philosopher or an astronomer came out there and looked up to the sky through his looking glass 500 years ago and said, you know what? I think the, I think we're moving around the sun. You know, people would come and kill the guy. Oh yeah. We we're, already we're, had that, that guy
2: and they made him a fucking hemlock for it.
4: You know, so I mean it's it's not new. It's something in the human animal. We don't want you know, we want our friends to do well but not better than us and we don't want, want people smarter. And I, I think now here's something you may push back against, but I think what that uncle thinks is healthy in a in a way. I think you should always be suspect. You should always be you should always, whatever the information is, you should always be like, I don't know if I believe this. Like if somebody, you know, if the newscast says something, you should always be like, especially if it raises flags. But um, there's not, if we're so effed up in the society that everybody is reporting that this is real, Fox, MSNBC, then at that point it's irresponsible not to take precautions on, to, to keep your family safe. I, I think where he is at mentally, is, is is borderline mentally uh, mental like he's got mental issues
2: right the difference where, between cynical and delusional like my um eclipse exactly. um example yeah. that i always give there's a difference between well i won't wear these glasses because i don't trust the manufacturer or the government that keep my eyes safe or i don't believe eclipses are harmful and then staring directly into the sun in defiance and going fucking blind <laughs> you know
4: it we we are at a point and that's again this this situation and we don't know how bad it's going to be and some people are going to be financially okay and some people are not and when that starts to you know we've been 10 days into this and I'm this it's hilarious having social media you all the girls that are semi attractive and single are now almost doing half nude boudoir shots just because they're so bored at home or, you know, single mothers are like, I'm about to kill all my kids. Um, you know, and people doing screenshots of them playing Animal Crossing. What, you know, right now we're in the cute phase of this. And I think people are like, oh, a couple weeks off. But when it starts to come to, I don't have money. And, and I, it's funny, um yeah, three people yesterday asked me for money over Facebook. So the pinch, and these are people I hardly talk to. These are just Facebook you know friends which aren't really friends they're just people that you might have worked with or but they know the funk know,
2: master rolls big you've got buckets of money just to throw out <laughs> no i don't i'm a small business owner and i have no oh i know that you're saying that's the funk master yeah. image of people who don't actually know you
4: R- right on like the mink coat that i have I actually just bopped a woman over the head in east knoxville and stole it while she was going to church i didn't buy that damn thing so but don't tell her that she don't know where i live but you know it we're getting to a point to where it's going to be pretty weird. You know, I'm a laid back person. I think things are always going to be okay. Uh, But I don't, uh, you know, I don't, this is going to be interesting how this plays out. And and going back to my point, I guess about seven rabbit trails there is, is that my original point about saying the Chinese virus, we've gotten to a point to where we're offended by everything. We don't trust anything this will kind of straighten us up a little bit, you know? I mean, it's like people are worried about pronouns, sex tapes, you know, people who say things that might be racist, people trying to be too woke, uh, people trying to be oblivious, people trying to be, you know, like you say, intentionally delusional and being an asshole and totally being delusional. All of that will... You know, when somebody doesn't know when their next meal is going to happen, all of that stuff goes away. And then what really ha- matters as human beings, you know, calorie intake and how you treat each other, uh, that will come back front and center and all this. That's little interesting. So becomes, you're
2: saying hardship turns people into realists, fucking very quickly. You don't have
4: time. I think a lot of the problem that we have right now is boredom. Uh, and that's why because if you. There's, there's systemic racism, yes, and if somebody is a racist, they're, they're terrible people, but we live in a day and age now where if somebody says anything, oh, you're a racist, well, no, I mean, to me, what, what level of racism are we talking about, like, are you, are, you, are you, do you wear a white hood and you go murder people at night, racist, or are you, you don't want your daughter to date t- that type of person type of racist, or is it even less than that, and there's so many you know, some people are just assholes. You know, you don't have to put the racist thing on them. They're just bad people or they're, they're small minded or they're ignorant or whatever. And it, when it comes down to it, man, it it's this, you know, and I know you're I'm pretty left wing, but I think you're a little bit more than I am. And I don't even like those labels, to be honest with you, because things change. But, <clears throat> you know, the woke movement is starting to consume itself. Um. No, I hate political
2: it. correctness and all that woke shit, so I'm right there yeah. with you on that stuff.
4: I think, I think the woke movement is the detriment of the Democratic Party, and I think that's a lot of reason why we have so much fuel in this right-wing Trump train is because people do not like the thought that if they say one thing wrong, that they'll be labeled something forever, and I think that's a real fear because people make mistakes. I'm not trying to excuse asshole racist or say, hey, he was just, he posed brown face when he was a kid. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it kind of matters because who the fuck wants to go, you know, I don't, when these politicians are always found out doing brown face when they're in college, I'm like, what kind of person is that? That, that is a red flag. Because I never, even if I dressed up as like, let's say, Larry Graham for, in ninth grade, I wouldn't have put my, I wouldn't have put brown face on. I, I would have known better than that, even as a kid, you know, but but there there is this uh, movement I think that is fueled by I don't want to be I don't want to be held accountable for a stupid mistake and cancelled in society forever. And I think that's what's fueling a lot of the Trump stuff and that's what's fueling your this uncle person uh, and their party, their intentional coronavirus, let's get infected party. I think because they don't they don't like being judged, told what to do. And, and they they view liberals as manby pamby pussies who complain and bitch about
2: everything. But that guy has pushed – those people have pushed me way further to the left as in far as my intolerance towards fucking assholes like this. Like I'm intolerant in yeah. a way of people like that. I wasn't five years ago, and it's this, I will destroy this country to own the libs attitude that has really disgusted me to the point where i'm like you know what dude i whatever you are i want to be the polar opposite of that so that means i have to jump (laughs) over in this camp that's kind of ridiculous and kind of over hyperly critical and overly politically correct and and want to stop speeches and speakers and censor shit even though i hate that shit i hate your willful ignorance and your little teenage rebellion angst bullshit at age 50 more than i hate that other shit
4: well, that, and that's, that's, that's the problem, is each side is, is falling into this hatred, um, and you just have to rise above, you know, there's a fence in society, and and there's an absolute, there's an absolute and objective truth in life, and we're getting away from that, and the objective truths are disappearing, and that means subjective lies will be what is written in history, and We've got to just grasp onto what is real and rise above this weird manby-pamby stuff. Because somebody like that, they're not well mentally. Somebody touched their butthole when they were a kid, or you know, they got beat up, and their lunch money was taken. Something weird happened along the line. Why, why is there that much vitriol? People want to be right. People don't want to think. People don't, so they assign themselves to a team in politics. And it's red versus blue. It's like that old Atari sport video game. You got the blue baseball team versus the red baseball team, and it doesn't matter what they believe because we now have this. You know, and you said Trump. uh, Libertarians are on this. The Trump thing. Trump is horrible, and now the Department of Justice is talking about taking away constitutional rights momentarily. Well, we know. And if anybody reads or does anything, or investigates any source of of history, is that when the government takes away freedoms, they never give them back.
2: Right, you can never get that fucking genie back in that bottle. Those eggs are scrambled, you can't unscramble them, and it's crazy to see former people who were self-declared constitutionalists go, ha-ha, owning the libs, we're going to take away, we're just going to arrest people. I mean, you have people that I used to know who were constitutionalists and called themselves libertarians, now saying... I hope Trump cancels the election this year. I hope he just becomes president indefinitely. That is fucking crazy turn of events to me, to especially see that crowd go, I hope they start taking away well, rights. Cause I might hurt, but the liberals are going to hurt just a little bit more.
4: Well, and if you're a libertarian, you're technically a classic liberal. That's the thing that a lot of libertarians don't realize is that we are the definition of what liberalism is. Now liberalism means a whole bunch of other stuff. But you know, our, our liberalism is we don't we shouldn't care what anybody does if they don't harm anybody.
2: Right, That's right. Our, That's kind of what I believe. Yeah,
4: I mean I don't care. If you don't harm anybody, I don't care what you frickin' do. So I mean so we know that, you know, income tax was only implemented to help out World War Two. And now Good thing we repealed that, right? Oh, wait, no, we haven't. It's, it's a friggin' now we're, you know, the left wingers and the Bernie people and stuff are wanting to increase taxes, income taxes, which makes no sense. Albert Einstein said the only thing he could never comprehend was income tax. It, it's something that doesn't need to happen, but we've been brainwashed in this country that that's just part of being an American and that's what life is. Instead of telling our government, hey, quit spending money like fucking crazy, um, our government is a, is a crack whore. And we're giving it more – we're throwing more crack at it.
2: Well, that brings me back to my original question. Do you agree with these bailouts? Do you agree with um, sending everybody $1,000? Do you agree with bailing out corporations? Do you believe with bailing out small – what role – I guess what I'm asking, as a libertarian, what role do you want government, federal government, to play in all of this? Well, even
4: – a tough. that's a tough question. I just know because Mitch McConnell already got his dirty paws into it. The money has been reduced. It's going to go to the people. Uh, single, There are a lot of single mothers that aren't going to get a penny. Um, people who really need the money are not going to get it. Uh, more of the money, more of the attention now is being talked like it's going to go to the businesses with that whole trickle-down bullshit. The right-wingers always talk about that never seemed to happen. Uh, I, every time the government tries to do anything, it fucks it up. It's just like a terrible goofball comedian in a, a terrible sitcom. Are you so against time, any
2: kind of stimulus or relief from the government? Do you think, hey, this should be handled on the local level? The federal government shouldn't even be spending money on this outside of supporting some kind of medical infrastructure.
4: It's hard to be for something when it's when implement, implementation is so poor. Um, even, I know for a fact this week, the unemployment benefits in the state of Tennessee are being delayed. Uh, if you go to the website, it says uh, you can't uh we don't have enough people on staff uh we're, we're working around we're trying to figure out what to do so i mean uninsured unemployment insurance is terrible to begin with it takes forever for you to get immediately and out of money uh, and now it's going to be delayed because there's an influx of people trying to get workman workman's uh or, or unemployment insurance so i just at the end of the day it's hard to be yeah i'm for it because when the government implements money or or tries to implement any sort of legislation or bill or whatever, stimulus package, they're going to fuck it up. That's what they did with health care. Anytime the government tries to do anything, they fuck it up. So it's going to be fucked up. The people that need the money aren't going to get the money. The people that are going to be fine are going to get more money. They're actually going to make out better. And the people who are really going to have a hard time buying food and paying rent uh they're going to be left out in the cold or they're going to get like 600 bucks like what What the fuck are we supposed to do with this right so, i mean it it's it's just they 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 cannot they cannot they're just ineffective they cannot do the right thing they, they cannot the government can, and the bigger that you go the worse it gets and so you're going to have problems with, you know, politicians are saying things like we're going to make it illegal for you to be evicted for three months. Well, what happens in three months? Your landlord's going to show up at your door, going, "Okay, now you owe me thirty-eight hundred dollars," and you're going, "I haven't worked in three months. Well, get the fuck out." I mean, so okay, we're putting off the inevitable <laughs> to warmer weather. I, I don't, I don't know. It, it it's a mess. So I'm not smart enough to tell you what the answer is. I just know the government. Whenever it tries to intervene and help, it fucks up. All right. Well, let's end
2: with this because I don't want to keep you on the line all day. We've got other guests calling in. As somebody who owns a cab company, as somebody who's very on the ground level in the Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge area, what does stuff look like on the streets? Is everything shut down? What's kind of the mood? Are people scared? Are they pulling together? Is this bringing out the best in your community or the worst?
4: Well. My main driver here, the lovely Queen V, uh, has told me that uh, the roads now are empty. There was a point when uh, it was uh, last week; it was very. There was a lot of people here because people were putt-putting and riding the roller coasters. A lot of the parks and stuff were down, but as far as the sense of community, that's the problem with Gatlinburg. There's never really been a sense of community here. It's a tourist town. Um, you know, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge. It's just it's like a fake city.
2: Uh, well you guys they're doing a fire though
4: I don't know what that means you know I mean like people left and survived and I went and tried to help people and a few other people tried to help people and uh the the emergency crews helped people um and Dolly Parton helped people but I don't most of the people here were takers you know what I mean I mean it, most of the people here are pill head takers and and so, I mean, I think that's the thing. That's the thing that's going to affect me is, is I'm somebody that doesn't lock my doors at night. That's something that has changed. Uh, and let me just tell you this. this. This happened today, last night. A friend of mine on Facebook posted a picture of uh, two of her friends who were murdered last night. Um, they were supposed to be on vacation, and travel got shut down. So they were in town, and they were at a friend's house. And they were visiting, and it was a late-night thing. They were probably watching movies or whatnot. And I'll give you the link to all this crap if you don't believe me. This is nuts. So a girl runs up in the middle of the night because this house had a porch light on, and she was running from her boyfriend. The boyfriend then, uh, in his vehicle, slams into the building, chasing her, crashes into the front glass window, and the fuck. door, gets gets out of the car, shoots everybody in the house, and those two people are dead. And they were just sitting there probably playing Yossi or something with their friends. So the, the you know, I, I've been joking and stuff about, about certain things. You know, I'm a comedian, and we, we try to keep things light, but there's going to be a lot of babies, and there's going to be a lot of domestic. And just, you know, last thing, the government will not save you. You need to think about what you can do to make money on the side. Uh, you need to think about sustaining yourself, helping yourself, get on eBay, start selling shit now that you don't need, and plan that the government is going to be ineffective. And lock the doors. I'm not a big weapons guy, even though I'm a libertarian. Make sure you know you know where all the weapons are and stuff. And just protect your family. And even if this isn't real, and let's say you're, this uncle guy is 100% this is just a liberal machine. The effects of whatever this is, is going to be is going to be pretty intimidating, pretty, pretty nerve wracking. So I think wow. everybody should, you know, be cool and take care of each other and, and keep your head on a swivel.
2: No, I agree, man. All right, last question, and this is what I'm gonna ask everybody. I'm kind of obsessed with this idea. When we come out of this, whether it be two weeks from now or four months from now or whatever, 18 months is the horrible like worst-case scenario. When we come out of this and things go back to quote-unquote, back to normal, has this changed America in ways we can't even fathom yet? Or once we get our, our devices back and Burger King's back open and we could go see the summer blockbuster Avengers movie in July, <laughs> will we quickly fucking forget and I'll stare at our screens again and everything will go back to normal and business as usual? I'm not smart enough to answer that question.
4: I, I fear that, you know, 9-11 happened in my lifetime and we used to say we would never forget. Well, we forgot because – when the planes went into the buildings, we were all like everybody all over the country wearing T-shirts saying, we're all New Yorkers. And no matter if you were black or gay or Arab or Asian or white or whatever, Christian or Jew or is whatever, we were all Americans. And we had that for a while. And then look where we are now. We're more divided than we have been probably since the 70s or the 60s. Um, And I fear no matter what happens, uh, because of this willful ignorance, because of the fact that we don't educate ourselves, because of the fact that we don't celebrate intellect or learning in this country, um, I fear that no matter what happens, eventually we will reside back into that old, I'm butchering the the phrase, give them enough, what is it, give them enough uh, carnivals and caves. Bread and circuses, right? Yeah, bread and circuses, yeah. So give them enough bread and circuses, and we'll be easily controlled again. You know, when I was a kid, I I was always afraid that 1984 was going to be our future, and the truth is it's Brave New World, and uh, that's how they're going to control us, It's giving everybody what they want.
2: Hard for me to disagree with you, man. Hey, D, are you proud of me? Me and Vinny were on the line for what we've been talking at least a half hour and i have beaten back the urge to obsess over all the conspiracy theory assholes and it's transmitted through 5g and all that crazy stuff
0: true that true that good and job. that's something
2: i always want to talk about but there's more important things on the table all right vinnie i want to thank <laughs> you for calling in on such short notice please tell everybody where we can find you on social media
4: all right if you go to facebook you just look for vinnie vineyard v-i-n-n-i-e but also um side TV, which is where I do a lot of uh, – We, my production company produces four TV shows for a small uh, television network that's about to be released on Roku, Fire Stick, Apple TV. It's going to be a big day for us. Look up a side TV and those things in the next couple of weeks. It will blow your mind You know, by the time you burn through all the Netflix and Hulu and all this stuff and Disney+. Plus, You'll be ready and rocking for some independent television. And Vanny's got you perfect. covered,
2: right? The Funk master's That's got to right. be te- covered.
4: That's it, baby.
2: All righty, Benny. Um, as always, a pleasure having you on, and you stay safe out there in Dollywoodland.
4: Hey, man, you too, buddy.
2: Bye. Bye. All righty, on the line, we've got my good friend Eddie. Um, back when we used to live together in McKeesport, his nickname was Fish. My nickname was Scarecrow. I have no fucking idea why. But he lives in New Orleans <laughs> now. So he's going to give us a lowdown on what's going on in the street there. And, of course, our friend Mama Creepy, um, also known to her friends as Heather, is calling in from Chicago. What is up, guys? What is up, my pandemic pals? How's life treating you in all this chaos? Hey. Uh, Hello. The
1: dispensaries is closed. <laughs>
2: I, I want to talk yeah, about Yeah. Let me start with Eddie first, because we spend a lot of time in New Orleans. We try to get out there once a year. And I am trying to imagine. I live down there. Yeah. You, you live down there. That's a great point. I'm trying to imagine what this city looks like completely shut down. But I don't have to imagine, because Eddie's going to tell us. What's it look like there with everything uh, shut down? You know, it's, it's very weird, um, because the only other
3: time that I've experienced it like this was during or following a huge storm when a lot of people evacuated, like namely Katrina, which the most obvious example, and like, it was deserted like this, but it was different because everything was like destroyed and wet. And, uh, and like the people that were there were fixing stuff. And now like it's everything closed and boarded up and there's some, some things are boarded up and deserted, but, it looks like nothing has happened. So it's kind of surreal. Like and the people that are there instead of fixing stuff are like they are looking for stuff.
2: They're bored, you know, they're not doing anything. So I yeah. always thought the That's weird I always thought the weirdest apocalypse movie was this movie, and I don't you might know this, Eddie, because you know all the great old films, was this movie from the eighties called Night of a Night of the Comet. And basically this comet Yeah, this comet comes through and just incinerates anybody that's like not in some kind of metal building or something like that. So everything's Mm -hmm. still standing. Mm -hmm. Every all the stores are still full with food, but there's just a handful of people left. And that was way more unsettling to me than when everything gets fucking nuked. Right, right.
3: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I gotta say, I'm I'm really proud of my fellow New Orleanians because the stores uh, in my neighborhood are staying stocked. Um, there hasn't been any of like, you know, how you see on the internet, the you know, we're they're out of meat or you know what I mean? Like everything's pretty much available. Um, a lot of the neighborhood groceries are limiting. Uh, like rolls of paper products to one or two per customer. They took them all off the shelves, but when you go to check out, you can get one or two. And I think that's a good idea too. They got I it locked up in the with the. They got it locked
2: yeah. up in the cases with the razors now. It's
3: it's like the razors now, yeah. And uh, and um, I haven't been to any of the big supermarkets because I don't go there anyhow. I just go to little grocery stores because I I don't I've never liked big crowds. So well, not never, but not in the past twenty years. But uh, so I tend to go to the smaller stores anyhow, but they're all doing pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else you'd want to know about.
2: Go ahead and let me. Accepting the scenario and going, this is a real thing and we all have to be responsible, proactive um, citizens. Yeah, yeah,
3: they are. They are. That's why I said I was proud of the people uh, that live here. Um, The tourists, it took them, you know, a little while for it to sink in. And the cops did have to come and bust up a St. Patrick's Day party um, that Saturday but uh like not busted up like you know, they didn't raid it like they raided our old house. Like they <laughs> just Nobody was it like, like that. everybody go home, you know. <laughs> but that was that's the only thing I knew of. Um Bourbon Street has been I I don't I haven't been down there, but I've seen like live streams and it's been like deserted. It's that's very surreal. And like they did a good job with that. Like I said, some some vacationers weren't weren't listening at first, but they, they the P, the NOPD like they wrote down it like they do at the end of Bardi Gras and clear everyone off so they could clean it, and then they just like sanitized it and it looks like it looks like an exhibit now, like instead of Bourbon wow. Street. It looks like somebody somebody made a model, an exact model of Bourbon Street, but like
2: it doesn't have any people in it. You're living <laughs> you know? in a live-action diorama. I wow. am.
4: yeah,
3: yeah, I am, I am, I feel like I am.
2: Yeah. Right, I'm,
3: the I'm at the record store right now my my buddy uh owns this record store he's in a pretty pretty well-known metal band and uh he owns this little record store like his his side hustle and it's like also like office and studio for the band but
2: uh i'm is there now because uh what's that is the band i hate god no they're called thou Oh, gotcha. All right, they're they're, they're go like, they're down like down.
3: a younger version of I Hate God. <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah, he has a record store and I, I, I help him out with with stuff like, you know, sending out stuff for the band and, and I work at the record store on Sundays. I'm just cataloging it all and listing it all on the web store because, you know, and I'm trying to sell some. While we're closed, and I'm I'm doing a live auction in in a week in about ten days on a very large vinyl auction site, so hopefully I'll be able to sling some of those stuff there. I think. Well, I listen.
2: Will. So I want to contrast this to what's going on in Chicago, um, Heather. The way that Eddie is kind of talking about his community, people are hunkering down, people are working together. Is that what's going on in Chicago? Do you have knuckleheads there like can't stop yeah, me from going to the deli? So
1: much. Not so much. I mean, and actually, it's funny because I was just talking to a friend of mine in New Orleans last night, um, seeing how everything was going, seeing how they've been doing the calls and stuff. uh, And and just the thought of Bourbon Street being empty and not smelling like vomit and horse shit, (laughs) like, blows my mind, like... (laughs) But no, here it's uh it's quite different. We are locked down. Uh, as of five o'clock yesterday, they locked us down. The whole state is locked down, which um it's kind of. I don't Tell know. us what that means.
2: I'm, Where I'm are hoping you about to go. Can you go walk your dog or okay.
1: So so you can go to the grocery store. You can go to the pharmacy. You can go put gas in your car. You could go for walks. Um, so those things are you know you That's can about make, it's
3: about the same here
1: the 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 interstates are open, you know, things like that, but otherwise, you're supposed to stay home and uh, I have heard like the police going down the street, you know making announcements to stay in your homes um the grocery stores are absolutely insane insane like you walk in you see empty shelves everywhere people don't give a shit they're grabbing everything um i haven't there oh yeah i haven't seen toilet paper in stock in over a week or so luckily they're not like rationing
3: it the stores aren't rationing it up there they're just they just out they just can't keep keep up with
1: it i go to this jewel osco going in there you know, there's no social distancing. I mean, I live in I live downtown. There's 2 million over 2 million people that live in Chicago proper. So, trying to social distance is impossible. Like, the, it's impossible. Yeah. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um unless you
2: it, work upstairs uh, so because those those girls there it, are cold. Uh, At least it's social it's distance. So, that I walk in.
3: Yeah, I live correct. about, I live about five miles from downtown at, like, you know, in a, there, it's still a commercial area, you know, where the streetcars go and everything, mm-hmm. but, uh, oh, yeah. but it's, it's definitely not nearly as crowded as downtown Chicago, <laughs> you know, no, nowhere close.
1: No. <laughs> no, and it was actually like, well, the stores are like I said, the stores are crazy. You see people, we do have meat, like, it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. We
3: have
2: meat, Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> of course. What does it look wrong? Wrong? We
1: have meat stock.
2: Is it a ghost? You no, know? but like, are you walking down the street? Um, everything shut down, like Eddie's described in New Orleans?
1: Everything shut down. Starbucks, Starbucks, and everything closed at like four o'clock yesterday.
3: We have coffee shops that are still open, but what they're doing is they set up a desk right in the doorway and you have to stand um, out on the yeah. sidewalk, and you, you get your stuff to go. And uh, everybody quit using cash, I would say, five to six days ago. Like, uh, you know,
2: when oh, they yeah. blocked off the doorways, everybody most places. Is public transit still thing. running? Do you guys still have subways and buses yeah. and
1: stuff yep. running in your yep. community? Yeah, yeah every, we, we do too. That's still running. Yeah, that's still we, running. We quit taking um, it.
2: What I did, was I tuned up all of our
3: bicycles like really well and put new inner tubes in the tires and got them all like, you know, apocalypse ready. So we, we pretty much quit taking the streetcar or the buses, which we usually do. We don't have a car. So, uh, but I just, yeah. we're like, I'm like, well, we're we're like road warriors now, so... Here, here, nice. I, I went and got puncture resistant. Uh, I went and got puncture resistant inner tubes for all the bikes and put baskets on them and
2: shit. <laughs> so what Mad do you maximal, think Very fucking proactive, especially you, Eddie. What do you think about the people who? I've been anticipating this my entire adult life.
1: I have a friend in North Carolina and she like, it's not hoarding so much. She's almost like a prepper. She's a prepper. Yeah, she called me up and she's like, "How you doing on toilet paper?" And I'm like, "I think I'm good. I got like four rolls, mega rolls. Like that ought to last me like a month. I think I'm cool." And then like my roommate's buddy came over and took two rolls. I'm like, "Damn, I should have like opened my mouth and like yes, that, yeah, that." Yeah. Um,
3: there's a uh, there's, <laughs> we have a a Facebook group here called New Orleans Mutual Aid. And what that is, is because we're prone to disasters, you know, year round or well, not year round. Yeah. You know, typically um, we have this website and it's it's basically like a, it's it's it centers around almost the punk community and, and adjacent subcultures. And uh, it uh what it is, it's a site where, you know, if you if you have anything or if you need anything, um, you just post up on there, you know, um, So like, you know, yesterday I went and fixed some old guy's bicycle, you know what I mean? Just anything, you know what I mean? Like just anything that you're able to do. So like somebody posted up, like, Hey, I'm trying to get my bike fixed, but I can't get the chain put on it and I have back problems and blah, blah, blah. And I just like, Hey, he lived near me. Like I said, where are you? And he said, and I I was only a few blocks away. So I just went over and fixed his bike. And then I have other friends, that are on there also that are like running to stores or pharmacies or, you know what I mean? Just anything. I Mm -hmm. have somebody that went and put strings on an old person's guitar yesterday, you know, (laughs) just whatever, you know, and you guys in various communities look around to see if something like that exists or, um, or start something like that. You know,
1: I've got a next door neighbor who has, they have kids, you know, I've, I've gone over there and told them, you know, Hey, I'm out be doing, you know, grocery runs or whatever, you know, I'll tell them if you guys need anything, let me know and I can go pick it up for you also Mm -hmm. because they're Asian and there has been a shit ton of racism. Like it's been ridiculous here. Like I live Mm -hmm. like, like one stop. I live in the South Loop. I live like one stop from Chinatown. It's just
2: so messed up. What do you think should be the social consequence? And we used to have these, right? If I walked into a bar back in the 80s and said some just fucking rehensible shit, I'd get punched in my mouth. There's no social consequence now. So now you have people who either, A, think the whole thing's a hoax. It's not happening. Everyone's lying to them. B, know it's happening, but they want to go infect people that own the lives. Three... Numb school kids who are like you can't stop me from partying i'm gonna live forever or for people who think it exists but it's this huge like deep state transmitted through 5g like <laughs> trying to destroy america and i just kind of right? i saw 5g thing what the fuck yeah so the i think the problem is uh, since social media has really become prom- um, prominent in our society there's no social con- consequence for just saying insane shit. And now you're seeing around yeah, the Yeah, I, I
3: absolutely agree.
2: <laughs> As people are just like, well, this is all bullshit. The media always lies anyway. Scientists always lie anyways. Health officials always lie anyways. So I'm just going to go out and do me, YOLO, motherfucker. Um, I, I don't understand how to break that cycle.
3: I haven't Denny's seen any heard. of that in real life. Like I haven't seen any people out there like trying to own the libs around here.
2: <laughs> it's mostly but you libs saw that around that here. the so. I put up though, right, where that guy said he's throwing his gathering. Yeah, yeah,
3: I've seen I've seen posts on the internet and stuff like that. I I generally have like disengaged from a lot of that, My, especially in the past three days because like having all this record store stuff to do. Um, means that I have to be on the internet all the time. So what I did was I, I took all my feeds and everything and I, I pretty much made them uh, just stuff to do with this business that I'm doing right now, you know, That's because I'm still being paid for idea. my job, thankfully. You know, I'm still being paid for my job and so is Vanessa. Um, so we're really lucky, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, at least for now, yeah, we know we are through the next pay cycle. Yeah, we we know we're being paid through the next pay cycle. You know, so we're okay that way, but we're applying for all the other stuff. My boss told me, you know, you're still employed and I can pay you for a little while, but you can check. He sent me a link. Like, this is where you go for assistance. This is not at the record store. This is my real job, but, uh, we're mm-hmm. working at an antique shop doing restoration. But, um, anyhow, mm-hmm. um, like I haven't like, I mean, I've, so basically my internet feed is like free of trolls at this juncture.
2: You know. <laughs> oh, maybe I should do that. Um, let's go to both of you, Heather. Parting words. What do you want everybody to know about this virus, and kind of what tips would you give everybody? And my final question, I'm asking everybody on the show: Do you think things fundamentally change once this crisis is over?
1: Um, well, first half things will fundamentally change. I mean, it's gonna send the herd at least to. Uh, wash your fucking hands. You should be washing your hands anyways, people. That's just disgusting. Wash your hands, wash your ass, you know, the social distancing thing. Um, Yeah, try to stay away from people for a while at least. It's helping in China. And, um, you know, be good to each other. Don't be an asshole right now. We need each other. Amen. Yeah, those those are my, my words of wisdom. And where can we find Mama
2: Creepy online?
1: Oh, my God. You can find me on my personal page, Mama Creepy, or uh, Heather Markham on uh, Facebook. And you can find me at Mama Creepy on Facebook. And you can find me, uh, Mama Creepy 666, on Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram. And you can find me... Freaking on snapchat and i'm all over social media
2: just google me all right well you stay safe my friend eddie let me throw this to you USA. and then we gotta get out of here uh one do you think things will fundamentally change in this country after this crisis like real change as you could notice on a daily basis and two any parting words uh first uh yes i think things already have changed i
3: permanently. Uh, any parting advice? I mean, on top of what Mama Creepy said about washing your hands and stuff, um, my advice has been that this is serious and this is real and that you and should prepare your family to potentially live like this for a year.
2: Wow, really? But, yeah.
3: yeah. And then um, just two days ago, uh, someone we knew died from coronavirus. Holy um, shit. It was, yeah, it, it, it's on the front front article on nola.com um she was only 39 years old um it was someone that vanessa it was someone that vanessa used when we when vanessa when we when i first moved back here after i was married and brought vanessa with me she had never lived here before so she started out working at a temp agency and one of the other temps uh, was this girl, and we didn't know them well. We went out to dinner with them once, and uh, she had an appointment to get tested yesterday, or Friday, I think, and she died from coronavirus on the day before. But yeah, we we knew her. So, but yeah, that that like
0: it is really mm, rough. Yeah. Um, I am actually gonna end out this episode with some nifty things that you can be doing. While you are sheltering. Hey, home.
2: real quick before you do that, I just want to let you know the amount of cases in America has already jumped. Three thousand new cases since we've been on air. And you've got Thanks. China with forty-six new cases, Italy with fifty five hundred, Spain with thirty-one hundred, Germany's got twenty four hundred, huh. Iran's got a thousand, every other country is under a thousand. You know how many new cases we have in the last 24 hours?
0: Like 3,000.
2: 14,000. Three times more than the next highest people in Italy. We have 30. So maybe Eddie's right, dude. Maybe this is our new reality for months or maybe even a year or two to come.
0: Well, we will let you guys go for today. Stay safe. Stay healthy, please. All right. Today is Tips for Survival via me, Dee. Um, So the New York Public Library is offering about 300,000 books for anyone to download for free, which I thought was absolutely insane. Um, Amazon HD Music, The Met, um, and different opera houses are letting you stream performances from, you know, archives. Almost any TV show or movie or anything that's out right now, even Westworld Season 1, is free right now on Roku because... Why not? It's Westworld, and it was really good, and it can take your mind off of what's going on in the universe right now.
2: <laughs> for sure.
0: Um, there are also a lot – I mean a really, really a lot of free educational um, different sites and freebies online right now. I Never know, a
2: better time to learn and to educate, further educate yourself than right now.
0: Absolutely. OpenCourse is offering a bunch and bunch of freebies for whether you're an adult student or if there's anything you want to learn, there's – Uh, There's about five different sites that I've seen. that will offer free video classes on just about any subject you can think of. Uh, Garth Brooks even is doing a free concert, I think, tomorrow. Diplo is doing one. And who else is doing one? A band that you know. A lot of
2: our musician friends are streaming live content, too.
0: Um, I mean, tons and tons of managers doing free shows. Now Netflix has Netflix watch parties that I haven't figured out how to do yet, but I know from friends is really, really cool. Jackbox TV, the makers of one of my favorite trivia games in the world that I always kick Nick's butt at. Um, You don't know Jack. They are actually offering um, their Pictionary-esque virtual game, We're free on Steam right now, and it does actually have the option where you can play with other people who aren't in the room. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to try to stay connected. And, you know, if you're tired of being in the house, you can still go for a walk. Most state parks are still open. Most national parks are still open. They're just asking that people stay the CDC-recommended six feet away from each other. Um, I do want to note that I don't think that has to do with your immediate family. The people you live with inside your home count as one person from what I've seen. So, oh, we
2: can be in the same room again?
0: Yeah, yeah, we can. We could always be in the same room. Um, but <laughs> just, you know, be smart. See, yeah, I've been
2: nestling up on the roof. I guess I could come down now.
0: Yeah, you can come down. Uh, be smart. Get creative. You know, pull out those recipes you haven't made in you don't even know how long and make them together because, you know. If make a one...
2: mixtape or a mix CD. When was the last time someone made oh a mixtape? Or here's know, something right. crazy. Work on those photo albums. So next time you lose your phone, you don't lose your kid's life from age two to six. You mm-hmm. actually have those memories. Print some of those suckers up like you always say you're going to and stick them in a scrapbook.
0: Yep. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it can be done together. And, you know, right. check on everybody and call people on the phone. I know that's a strange thought, but I actually called people on the phone today and felt good. So
2: we're all pandemic pals now. Call some old friends. Sure. Like, hey, remember this thing called a phone? You can actually make phone calls with it. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to she just can. text and play video games and scroll through social media. You can actually hear a voice on the other end if you so want. To. Yes. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, D, as always, I'm wishing all our friends, fans, and the whole world to please stay safe and stay diligent.